Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. We're discussing Jacksonville's Week 10 matchup with the 49ers. The Jags' bye week focuses, the trade for Ezra Cleveland, and more. Let's get to it. The Jags take on San Francisco at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday at the bank. At the start of the NFL season, could you have fathomed, Clay, the Jags at 6-2 and two, having a better win-loss record than the Niners, 5-3, and three, entering this game? I'm a believer, Justin, so I thought it was definitely possible. And I think what it comes down to in football, the main thing, in my opinion, when I look at games, who's going to win, who's going to not, is who's got the better quarterback. And I think you started to see Brock Purdy uh, become come down to earth a little bit and show that he is human. He started to turn the ball over a little bit, and you start to see those things. I think on the other end, you see Trevor Lawrence, who has shown resilience and grit in every game. Maybe he doesn't start off hot. Maybe he throws an interception like he did last week against Pittsburgh. Bad interception. The end's like, what are you doing, Trevor? The dude bounces back. He always comes back and gets the job done. So in my opinion, the team starts with the quarterback. Obviously, it trickles down from the head coach. But I think the Jaguars have the better quarterback in this matchup. And that's why they have a better win-loss record. Purdy, during this three-game losing streak for the 49ers, has thrown all five of his interceptions on the season. They come in, as I mentioned, having lost three straight. The Jags, meanwhile, have won a bunch of games in a row and are off to their best start since 1999. Six and two to go with this five-game win streak. But San Fran, I think, as you know, Clay, on the betting line, come in as favorites on the road. Do you think that's warranted? I don't think it's warranted because, I mean, you look at it's, it's a what have you done for me lately league, and you look at what the, the Niners have done lately. I mean, they, they just lost by 14 to Cincinnati. Obviously, uh, you know, Purdy hasn't been looking great there, and, and they just haven't been looking good of, of late. So I think there's some real issues in San Francisco, I think, with the offense, obviously the defense, still the defense, but they did give up 31 to the, to the Cincinnati Bengals. They haven't been the same defense either. So for me, the Jaguars are coming off a couple big wins. They beat a tough Pittsburgh Steelers team in Pittsburgh, and they're still not the favorites in their own building with a better record, the better recent record. Yeah, I'm a little shocked that the Jaguars deserve to be the favorite, but hey, don't tell everybody else that because I'm going to bet it, and I'm going to bet the Jags, and I'm going to (laughs) win. I like it. Bet online is where you should go for all of your football betting needs. Football is back, and it's your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action remember to use our promo code that's believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online it's where the games start the jags are back from a buy the injury report looks like this offensive lineman walker little defensive back andre cisco and cornerback tyson campbell tyson campbell excuse me are doing really well according to head coach Doug Peterson, and should be okay this week if there's no setbacks in practice. Receiver Zay Jones is day-to-day with his knee injury. He 
He's getting better, Peterson said, but he also didn't rule out the fact that he could go on injured reserve. Are you worried about Zay Jones and his status and how he's doing with this knee clay? I am worried about Zay Jones. He's one of your best pass catchers. He was the the second leading receiver on the team last season. He's been a guy that you can rely on and been a positive weapon for this team ever since he got here. But I think the Jaguars are set up as such to where they have a lot of pass catchers. They have a lot of weapons that can pick up the slack. Obviously, last week you saw a big game by Calvin Ridley. You saw a big game by Evan Ingram picking it up there. And obviously, you still got Christian Kirk. Jamal Agnew can catch the football. Travis Etienne can catch the football. So I think, yes, it hurts. You want to have Zay Jones in there. He is a guy that the defense have to be accounted for. He's a guy that catches the football and makes big plays for this Jaguars team. But when you have an offense like the Jaguars have with Christian Kirk, you know, they have Evan Ingram, you have Calvin Ridley. I think wide receiver coach Chad Hall does a good job of coaching up these receivers to catch the football. So it does hurt them, but I don't think as much as it could other teams because they have depth and they have good coaching as far as on the receiver in the receiver room with Chad Hall does a great job there going to training camp and watching them play. I really love how they practice. And I think Chad Hall have them ready to go. There were a number of bi-week focuses for the Jags top among them, third down in red zone conversions on offense. Doug Peterson, I feel like is asked about this at least every week this season. How can Jacksonville improve in both of those areas? Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to get better there, and it's a tough, it's a tough deal because every team in the NFL, you have one full day predicated to it. You come in, you come in a Thursday practice, you're doing short yarders and third down. That's that's your whole emphasis. Your first day, Wednesday practice, you're doing base package. Thursday practice, you're doing short yarders and third down. Then Friday, you're doing red zone. Okay, this is a huge part of the game, and obviously in the past they've been better. And the Jaguars are a team that does go for it on fourth down. But as cliche as it sounds, it's just about execution. I think you got to utilize Travis Etienne a little bit more. Use him on some screens. You got to use him up the middle. You can use him on some of these these trick plays. And when Trevor continues to get healthy, I think the zone read is something you can use. Utilize Trevor's wheels a little bit. I know he's not a Justin Fields type, but the guy can move. And I think that's something they can do to get the ball, you know, past that first down marker when you're on that third down. Can you imagine if the Jags were even middle of the pack in the NFL and converting third downs and scoring more touchdowns in the red zone? They could be undefeated, dude. No, if they if if they improve on that, I, th- I think right now that's the last thing that they really need to work on. They're solid in the red zone. They're getting good yards. Obviously, they're turning the ball over too much. Like you look back to the Steelers game, Trevor throwing that interception in the end zone. I mean, that's tough, but. If they get that taken care of, I think they can be, you know, really – they're already a dangerous team. Nobody wants to play the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. But if you get that taken care of, it's going to just go to another level. Prior to the NFL trade deadline, the Jaguars sent a sixth-round pick in the 2024 NFL draft to Minnesota for offensive lineman Ezra Cleveland. How does that move help Jacksonville in the short term and perhaps the long term? I think it's a good depth move. I'm not sure exactly, you know, where it slots in. And, you know, you get injuries. you got guys like, you know, Walker Little. You don't know who's hurt, who's healthy. And I think you can never have enough depth. depth. So once the injuries start racking up in the second half of the season, that's when you start seeing a lot of these, these injuries happen. When the tread starts wearing on these tires, Justin, the tread starts getting lower and lower. Then you'll see a guy, you know, pop a hamstring here. 
you know, pulled calf, you know, bumps and bruises start to happen. So the more depth you got, the better. And, and you never you never need it until you need it. And when you do, the, there might be one game, there might be two games, there might be four games, there might be a half. But at some point, this signing will come in and it will help the Jaguars. So I like the move. There was some speculation that perhaps Cleveland could start at left guard, but Doug Peterson said, no, no, no. Walker Little is our starting left guard. And part of the reason for that is because Cleveland started the first six games of the season for Minnesota at left guard as a rookie. He played right guard. So it's exactly to your point. He gives you that offensive line depth to protect your franchise quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. If you had to pick just one play, which Jaguars player has had the best season so far around the midpoint of the schedule? That's a tough one. And it's tough to say because they've had a lot of guys that have, that have played well, but, you know, I, I got to go with my man, Travis Etienne Jr. I mean, the guy has been a, a workhorse for this Jaguars team. Not only has he been running the ball well, he's been catching the ball well. And yeah, he's he's not averaging the huge yards per attempt this year, but, you know, overall he's been a workhorse. He's got the most carries in the league in the NFL. He's only averaging four yards of carries, but he got seven touchdowns rushing, which is huge. Then you add in another another touchdown receiving he's got 266 receiving yards 583 rush yards I mean this guy's just doing everything he's showing why he was you know think about that draft class with Trevor Lawrence how crazy it is that you get him with the first pick and then later on in that same first round you get Travis Etienne he's so excited think about he gets a call from the Jaguars then he finds out that his college teammate and friend is joining him in Jacksonville but Travis, Travis Etienne has done a great job, and he's been my MVP up to this point, and followed again by Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have the crazy stats, but he's doing enough to get the job done. And then Josh Allen, he's been, he's been doing great on the defensive end. He's been getting consistent pressure, another big sack last week. Darius Williams as well, cornerback. He's been playing some serious football. He's really impressed me so far this year. And then Foyer Aluakun. He's a guy, a middle linebacker. He doesn't get much attention, doesn't get the hype. He's undersized. He's a smart guy, the Ivy League guy, but I love the way this guy plays football. Every time I watch tape, Foyer Lucan always jumps out at me. I love the way that guy plays ball. And as a former player, I look at Foyer Lucan, I say, you know, that's the type of guy I want on my team. He's a guy that's, that's gritty. He gets the job done. He's a team player. He's physical, and he's, he's about the team. So altogether, I think they've had a number of guys that have good seasons, have had good seasons. But right now, if I had to pick just one, I would say Travis Etienne Jr. Just because I am an offensive guy, but that Jaguars defense has really impressed me. Travis Etienne Jr. goes into this matchup with the 49ers in an interesting head-to-head look. Him and Christian McCaffrey, they top the league or are among the NFL leaders in a number of rushing categories, and maybe. The most important, I guess you could argue, is missed tackles. Etienne Jr. and McCaffrey are right there in yards after contact. Both these guys obviously trending towards elite if they're not elite already in Christian McCaffrey's case. McCaffrey leads the NFL in rushing yards, 652 on 137 carries, nine touchdowns on the ground, 32 receptions for 292 yards and four touchdowns. And he's tied for the league league with 13 total touchdowns. And CMC also has scored a TD in an NFL record tying 17 straight games. What makes this dude elite? It's just his quickness and his versatility. 
I mean, he's got vision. He's got quickness. He's got shiftiness. And he, he knows how – some of those guys know how to avoid hits. He knows how to avoid the big hits somehow. LaShawn McCoy, when I used to play with him, this guy didn't have 20 carries, but he, really, he only got hit like three or four times in the game. You're like, wait, this guy got tackled 20 times, huh? He's so good at avoiding hits. He falls forward. He's shifty. He has good awareness. He's great at picking his holes. He's, he's deceptively fast. Not the fastest guy in the league, but CMC is just so good at doing everything. And then in the pass catching game, this guy could be a slot receiver. He could be a Cooper Cup type. I might say he's good as Cooper Cup, but he could be a solid slot receiver. He's got that kind of ball skills. But with that being said, you know, I think Travis Etienne is he's not quite CMC, but he's showing a lot of the things that CMC does. And he's showing why he can start to be put in that conversation because he can catch the football. You saw with the big touchdown reception last week. He's getting some hard yards at the end of the game. He's doing all the things. And this guy's got great vision. The blocking hasn't been perfect for Travis Etienne. He's done a lot of that work on his own. So that's been impressive. And I think he's going to be able to get a look at a guy that he wants to emulate, look at uh, on the field when he's on the bench this week. So I'm excited to see the game in, in a large part to see the matchup between Travis Etienne and CMC and to see the similarities and the differences. And I think CMC is a guy that Travis Etienne can become, especially in this offense, how Doug Peterson utilizes his weapons. I think he's going to keep getting better. CMC is tied with Baltimore Colts Hall of Fame running back and receiver Lenny Moore for the longest touchdown streak in NFL history. How can the Jags defense stop him from scoring and ruining the game in Jacksonville? I think it's a good matchup for Foye and Lucan. Like I said, he's a little bit undersized, but he's quick too. And like, he's a guy that, that's not going to really get out quick. He's so smart, intelligent. He knows where to be. So he's never going to be in the wrong spot. He's always going to be in the right place at the right time. So I think he, he provides a good matchup. He's not one of these big linebacker, burly guys trying to stuff holes. He can chase around CMC and get the, you know, get the job done there. I think obviously it's going to be a, the D line too. You know, they got to make sure that they don't give up their gap integrity. They, they hold strong. They don't let them get outside from Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. Obviously you want to see him big in the pass rush, but they got to make sure that they hold down the edge of that defense because getting, letting CMC get outside is, is not what you want to do. Keep them between the tackles and stuff them in there. He does run between the tackles a lot, but I think he's a little bit more dangerous outside when he gets that open space. So Polo uh, Fadakasi, he's been playing well. He's got to have a big game stuffing up the middle of the defense there. So there's a number of guys that got to play well to, to be able to stop this guy, and, and I think they'll, they're up for the challenge. Mike Tomlin seemed to have a lot of respect for Trayvon Walker when he was talking about him leading into that Pittsburgh game, and there's been so much talk, and Clay, you know this well, around Duval County and Jacksonville and Jaguars fans about, well, did they take the right guy? number one overall. Can this be a game where Walker steps up, helps shut down CMC, and starts to get some positive momentum behind his name? Because Tomlin sure seemed to believe that he is a difference maker and a disruptor on defense. Yeah, I think Trayvon Walker, he is a difference maker and a disruptor, but the thing that people are expecting from him is something he's not, is the fact that they, they are looking for him to be this huge pass rusher. And he's just not there yet. He's a guy that can shut down an edge of a defense. He can get a nice bull rush going, but he's not your typical pass rusher that's going to rush the passer, put on a, a great move. 
and get to the quarterback like Micah Parsons or Von Miller or a guy like that. That's not him. He's going to be a solid piece of the defense. And I think it's unfair, you know, to say that, hey, you know, this guy's got to get this many, this many sacks to compete with the guys that we could have taken because with this defense, who knows with what he's being asked to do, <laughs> excuse me, how Aiden Hutchinson or any other defensive ends would have done in this similar defense. It's a very intriguing matchup, and Doug Peterson alluded to it. He said, even though they're coming in with a three-game losing streak, the 49ers, excuse me, are still a dangerous football team. And he's avoiding looking ahead in the schedule, even though he's talked about a little bit with his team, the fact that there's kind of nine games left in this regular season and how he's breaking it down with five of those games at home. I'm curious, Clay, because you've been there with Doug Peterson as a head coach. How does he – get his players to keep that focus as cliche as it is one game at a time, especially with this being a big time matchup, perhaps the game of the week, considering the records that these two teams have. Yeah. It's not something you have to worry about with a guy like Trevor Lawrence at your helm and Travis Etienne and guys like that. I know they're young, but you look at Trevor Lawrence, he's played in big games in his entire career. When he plays on Sundays, these aren't even the biggest games he's played in. He's played in the college national championship games twice, and he's performed. Okay, this guy's been in the playoffs twice, excuse me. And this guy knows how to play in these big these big games and big matchups. He's been a guy that's been doing this his whole career. So the moment is never too big for him. He knows how to prepare and knows how to get that done. And I think Doug Peterson, do you think he would have won a Super Bowl if he didn't know how to get his team ready? This guy is really good about keeping the first things first and the main thing, the main thing. So, Doug, to me, that's not a worry. They're going to come in. They're going to be ready to play. They're not going to be looking forward to any game. They're not going to get ahead of themselves. People talking good about them now. Are the Jaguars one of the surprise teams this weekend, this, this season? Are they one of the teams that should be, you know, second, third in, in the power rankings, something like that? Or, you know, are they getting caught up in – the, the, the national media, what they're saying about, it. no, this team is going to be focused on the things that they need to be focused on because Doug Peterson's a veteran coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He knows how to have his, his players prepared. Do the Jaguars deserve to be ranked as high as they've been in power rankings by major media outlets? And if they do, because I think your answer is probably going to be yes, how can they stay there and be legit Super Bowl contenders. We know they're leading the AFC South, and that could be somewhat of an easy road to lock it up. But how can they cement themselves as real title contenders? Well, I mean, you go back to obviously every season is a new season, but you even go back to last season and you look at the team they were at the end of the year and the run they went on, seven and two to finish the year. They're able to beat they're able to beat the, the Chargers in the first round of the playoffs, and they were able to play. Super Bowl champions, very tough, and a couple of plays away from winning that game. And then you come into this season, and they've handled business. And some of the teams they've beat, if they had lost those games, would have been you know, over 500. I know they haven't had the toughest schedule yet, but they've taken care of business on teams they're supposed to take care of business with. So if they keep doing that, you get a win against the 49ers, you're obviously going to show that, hey, you're the real deal. You're a team that can compete. You beat the 49ers. 49ers is everybody's pick to win the Super Bowl this year. And you're coming in as a as a road, as a home dog, which is, is semi-disrespectful for a team that's as accomplished as they are this year. 
that won a playoff game last year. Obviously, the 49ers went to the NFC Championship game and lost when Brock Purdy got put out of the game early by Hassan Reddick on a sack. But that being said, I think if you win this week and if you keep going the way you're going, keep improving, showing the gritty defense, you bring this offense along, we know that they can be a really good offense. They're going to be a problem for a lot of people, not just the FC South. Let's get you out on this, Clay. Give us your prediction and ultimately your pick. And if you want for the people, give them the betting picks because I know you've been on point with that as well. Yeah, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Jaguars and I'm gonna take them 24 to 20. So my pick, do with that what you want. That's a disclaimer. I'm taking the Jaguars 24-20 in a close one down in Duval. My man's going to make you some money if you listen to him. That does it for this edition of the Believe in Jaguars show presented by Bet Online. Catch us next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.